Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. What is up, Grinders? Welcome to another episode of MMA Grinders Live. I am your host, co-host, Mike Brown, other known as H3Buddha on DraftKings. I'm here with my good friend, Brett Apley, otherwise known as BB Bomb, the king himself. Hopefully he had a good week last week, just like, uh, you know, we were trying to sleep through some fights. I, I unfortunately didn't make it all the way. Did you make it? Or uh, what did you end up doing last week, Brett? No, I, I slept. And we talked about this beforehand. It was either try to stay up till like, you know, 2 a.m. And then start watching the card, which meant I would have had to pull an all-nighter. And I really didn't care about the first few fights. Or go to sleep early and wake up for like at like 3, 4 a.m. to watch the main card. But I really didn't care about home Kohea. So I just was like, you know what, first time in like two years, I'm just going to miss the card completely and just sleep. And I'm glad I did it. Just got up, played golf. Uh, it was a, essentially a break-even week for me. So I, I didn't have I didn't have much – I didn't have any Sasaki. That's really what hurt me. I, I, and I went back and watched a lot of the fights. Um, and I was talking about this on Twitter. Like I, I still – it. I get why people were on Sasaki, and, and kudos to those who were. but he didn't have much, he didn't have more than a puncher's chance, even in terms of grappling. And, and I just, I really, I still think Scoggins, uh, you know, is so much better and, and he nearly finished the fight. So, um, uh, you know, it was just one of those things I was never going to be on Saki, uh, on Sasaki. Um, so that cost me some money, but, um, hey, you can't win every time and, and I'm fine with the result. So congrats to those who did make money. I know a lot of people were, um on him sun Tzu included hopefully he shaves his beard but yeah uh, looking forward to this week and and after this week we got a break but july is is the month for ufc um at least for the foreseeable future yeah we're looking forward to that uh back to back a friday and then a saturday card uh yeah. we know we know you're gonna be there but uh I'm looking forward to two nights back to back. I mean, we rarely get this opportunity. Hey, you have a bad night. You're going to be tilted. You're going to be going hard the next night. And I, I said it last year and I, I told Christy this too, but uh, I really hope DraftKings either does a combined Friday, Saturday slate or like a, a survivor Friday, Saturday, just do something different. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't do it. People would, people would play. Um, I think it's a good idea. We'll see, though. Two great cards, though. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yep. Uh, when should we uh, expect some content in the premium section? Well, it's a Sunday card, for those who aren't aware. Sunday in Oklahoma City, so I'm uh, not quite ready with the breakdowns uh, today. 
Um, they will be up. They'll, some will probably be up tonight. Everything else will be up tomorrow, which includes the projections, ownership, uh, rankings. Um, maybe toward the end of Friday, once the lines shift a little bit more, uh, as I kind of expect them to. But, um, yeah, a lot of great content. Check it out in the uh, Daily Marketplace, MMA Premium, only $5.99 a week. And uh, this is the last week of the current season. I will be resetting the seasonal package probably probably for just july because i think there's five cards in july so um it'll average out to much less than 5.99 a week so i really think it's a good deal and um i know a lot of people a lot of people rely on it and uh just a lot of great personalities in there a lot of great people in, in chat as i always plug it's it's great to just watch fights and hang out it's a good community so um daily marketplace check it out that'll be up like i said friday ish yeah, don't sleep on the um, optimizer. It's really fun to play with. Um, Absolutely, and it gives you that opportunity. If you're not, if you're new to multi-entering, use the CSV, upload it into DraftKings, and you get like ten lineups, however many you want to make. So that's really fun to uh, kind of play with. Um, sure. Let's uh, let's kick off this UFC card, Kiesa Lee. Um, let's let's start it off with the uh, early prelims, the fight pass prelims, where we see Joshua Stansberry. Uh, 8,700 uh, versus Jeremy Kimball at 7,500. Stansbury is a uh, minus 170 favorite, and uh, Kimball's a plus 150 dog. Um, we saw Kimball slip up in his first debut. Uh, he came in uh, relatively late notice, I believe, in his first fight and uh, slipped and got knocked out. Um, and we have Stansbury, who's kind of been around for a while, last fight out. Um, against uh Devin is Devin Clark Clark and uh didn't look too good um it was in a smaller cage though so yeah. uh, what do we think on this fight uh any leaning it which way on this one uh I'm leaning with Stansbury but I'm not super confident um really I don't think either of these guys are, are, are going to stick around in the UFC um you know like we said Stansbury Stansbury's one and one coming off tough and, and Kimball's 0 and one didn't look good in his debut um I think Stansbury has more upside here Kimball's been finished by submission a lot and uh Stansbury can grapple he hasn't shown great ability to in his first couple fights but um I think that's the best place for him to expose Kimball. Uh, Kimball's not, you know, a very big fighter. I think Stansbury can get him down and potentially look for the submission, but I could also see this fight just playing out on the feet. And, and if that's the case, um, I really don't have much interest in Stansbury. Kimball is relatively durable. Let me pull up his he record is. real quick. He uh, is. He, that's one yeah. of his best attributes. Yeah, he's been – I mean – and he, you know, he lost against Delima, but Delima and Stansbury are, are not the same fighter. He's been knocked out once in, in 20 fights, has been submitted five times, like I said. So um, if this fight plays out on the feet, I, I don't see Stansbury really paying off the price. Um, and I'd prefer Kimball. So I will have some exposure to both sides, but um, I don't, this isn't a fight I'm super, super high on in DraftKings. Kimball inside the distance plus 323, not great. Um, I don't see him scoring many grappling points. Um, Stansbury has a good inside distance prop plus 147. So like I said, he has the upside, but of course he's also more expensive. So um, I, I would, again, I'm leaning Stansbury. I think he has more upside. I think he probably wins, but 
I'll have a, I'll have a touch of Kimball just because um, if the fight does play out on the feet, I think he could potentially just out, simply outland Stansbury and, and scrape scrape together a decision. Yeah, that's that's my main uh, concern. Sansbury is very very slow. I mean, it, I need to pull up his uh, log in front of me here, but um, it's his even in a win. I think he's got some limited upside. Um, I mean, he scored seventy six points in a decision with sixty one strikes. I mean, it ended up being five advances. So there's a lot of the points right there. Um, I I just see it as Kimball's fight. Um, especially on the feet, like you said, I mean, he's going to have volume. He, he mixes it up. Well, um, I, my preferred play is Kimball in this one. Um, I'm pretty strong on it too. Um, I just think that he's going to be able to outland it. And if he's on the ground, he can just, I, I think he can survive and just get back up. Um, probably cage walk, get something back up on the feet, but I definitely prefer Kimball in this one. I just think Stansbury is very limited upside. And I think, uh, I think we're both kind of in agreement on that one. Yeah, I mean, in general, it's a fight that I, I definitely wouldn't start my lineups here. Um, you might start with Kimball, but I'm not going to start with either guy here. And, and if someone fits, I think they're, I think they're an okay play toward, you know, to round out your lineup. Um, but there's, there's, you know. There's, there's better spots. Sure, exactly. And uh, we don't want to go on a coin flip in the first fight too, you know. So uh, let's move on to the next fight where we see uh, Johnny Case uh, versus Tony Martin. Tony Martin's the favorite, uh, 8,400 on DraftKings, uh, minus 140 favorite. Uh, Johnny Case can be had for 7,800 and a plus 120 underdog. Uh, what do we have on this one? Um, I've seen a lot of people behind case here, you know, and like you said, we should be monitoring lines because there's a lot of hype, you know, a lot of things are changing fast too throughout the week so far. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting because Martin has apparently been asking for this fight for years. Uh, him and, and case were on the same regional scene and, and he's apparently hates him and, and has, has been calling him out for a long time. And, and he's done several interviews about this. So, uh, it's always good to have a fighter, I guess, who really, you know, wants the fight. Um, you know, they're confident. I think it's a close fight. Um, I've been going back and forth on it, honestly. I, I think I, I have to favor Martin, but I could see it playing out for both fighters. Uh, the key for Martin is the takedowns. Um, he's a, a very strong submission grappler, uh, you know, good at taking the back, pretty decent wrestler, and he's going to have potentially a big size advantage because he's coming down well he came down from 170 to 155 in this last fight i'd like to see how these two weigh in um and square off you know we should be able to see what kind of size advantage martin has there so that may change my mind a little bit but i expect martin to have some size advantage um and really yeah it comes down to the takedown if martin can get the takedowns early consistently um he should win this fight and he can potentially win by submission if he can't get the takedowns, I, I don't think he's a strong striker. And, and Case, I mean, Case isn't an elite striker by any means, but I think Case probably has the advantage. So um, I could see him just winning, you know, two out of three rounds and, and taking a decision. Both guys kind of slow down, which concerns me. I'm not – do you think this fight's even worth playing if it doesn't um, end in a finish? Because I think Case is a good enough grappler to – 
stall at the very least. Uh, maybe Martin gets a, you know, a three takedowns or something like that. And, and a couple passes wins by decision, but I, I don't find it super likely that this fight scores like 90 plus points. No, I, I think unless you have a rinse and repeat, and I mean, it's totally possible that uh, case is able to get back up and Martin keeps taking them down. Um, I, I don't, necessarily see huge upside here either and i think a lot of people are going to be trapped into tony martin and think that he's the play uh i think that he'll probably be higher owned than case um because of the grappling i think people are finally catching on i mean we say it every single week grappling is what you need to be targeting um case has basically been uh taken down once in every single fight and martin gets at least one takedown in every fight now where does that put us i mean is he going to be able to just survive? I don't know. I mean, I mean does, just, he's way better on the feet. I do agree. He's better on the feet and he could win a decision. And if it's that way, then what's the upside on case then? If it's a decision win, uh, you know, purely striking based. Right. I don't think the upside is huge. Just obviously he's cheaper. And if we look at Martin's even last fight against Alex White, he landed, you know, 20 strikes, two takedowns, four passes. I don't necessarily know that Case is, you know, a step down from Alex White. I think Case is a, a decent fighter, and um, it would surprise me if Martin had tremendous success against Case that he, he didn't have against White. And I was on him pretty heavily against White. So uh, I hope Martin looks great. If he looks great, then, he, you know, he'll probably land a few takedowns, get passes, get a submission. Um, that's in his wheelhouse, but I'm, I'm expecting it to be a close fight, and, and that concerns me. So um it's similar to the last fight in a sense like the favorite has upside with the grappling the the dog is cheaper most likely went through the striking and, and maybe you could round your line, lineups out with these guys but um not a fight that i i'm starting my lineup with by any means no and, and one of the other things is he's uh martin's of like plus 150 ish inside the distance so, I mean, if you are looking at that middle range, you've got to see where the value is, especially with, you know, plus 150 on 8,400 salary isn't bad at all. I'm pretty sure you would no. agree. It's, it's, a, it's probably one of the better value plays uh, on the card when you look at it that way. Um, but yeah, definitely not one I'd start, but I would look to round out over probably the first fight that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, let's, uh, move on to the featured fight of the early prelims where we see, uh, finally, hopefully it comes to fruition, uh, Jared Flash Gordon, uh, versus Mitchell Quiones. Uh, they're both 8,100 on DraftKings. Gordon is a slight favorite, uh, minus 140 to Quiones is plus 120. This fight was supposed to take place, uh, I want to say about a month ago. Yeah. Something like that. Gordon had, uh pulled out uh he was deemed unfit to fight um gotta ask right away you were you on one person are you flipping are you flopping what how are you well it's interesting because when the line opened the first time it was in the 200 range uh for gordon and now it's essentially even or you know close to even gordon's a slight favorite and i was on canonis originally i picked him to win um not with any confidence, but uh, I'm still, I could see it playing out both ways. I, I think that Quinones is a better striker, um, but he's not very aggressive. He doesn't throw it a lot of volume 
and he doesn't look for the takedown. So his overall game is limited in a sense. There's not a ton of ways for him to win. He needs to outstrike you. That's it. Uh, you know, or knock you out. And, and Gordon is going to come forward, uh, potentially throw more in volume than Canones and look to wrestle. So he has more ways to win, and it's often a recipe for success if you're aggressive, uh, which we'll get to other aggressive fighters later. Um, but so, so I could see it playing. You know, I could see it being a, a close 29-28 split decision type fight. I, I think Kinones will have success early defending the takedowns, and I think he'll have an advantage on the feet. But um, I could see slowly Gordon taking over the fight, maybe getting a takedown or two. Uh, I don't know how strong Kinonis is on the ground. We haven't really seen much from him. Um, this is another fight where uh, probably even more so than the first two, I don't see it scoring that highly. I don't think either fighter gets a finish. Um, Kinonis inside the distance plus 320. It's actually better than Gordon, who's plus 329. So likely this fight ends in decision. Kinonis won't grapple at all. Uh, I believe, I don't think he's shooting for any takedowns. So it's really all significant strikes for him. And what is he? 8.1 K. Yeah. They're both, they're both at that 8.1. I think that's, I think that's too much. I, I don't think he's going to score enough, even in a win. Um, he'll have to defend. He'll have to be defending the, the aggressive, uh, aggression and, and the rest from Gordon for a bit. Yeah. So, uh, I think Gordon is, more in play only because he grapples and strikes at a high volume and is aggressive, but I don't think, you know, I don't think he scores highly in a win either. So um, not looking to play a ton of this fight. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an interesting one because when it, uh, when we first had it, um, the line was bigger for Gordon and I was on Keones and I was hoping, you know, we'd at least have to see it play out. But um, I, th I agree a lot with what you said. He's going to have the better striking. Um, the only concern that I have with Gordon was it seemed like uh, the striking when we watched that uh, t looking for a fight, that actual fight, the guy was able to use the striking and take him down. Now, I wish Keones was would challenge him at takedowns because I, I think he's a little sloppy. I'm not sure, uh, you know, he does get back up. That was the other thing that I saw is he gets right back up, which is great for DraftKings if Keones can take him down. But again, I don't think it's possible that he's really going to be taking him down. Um, yeah, advantage on the feet, Keones, but pure aggression, Gordon, probably a decision. And what do we think he's capped at? Probably like uh, 80, 80. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't, there's really no way to project the winner of this fight to score more than 80 points. It's obviously, it's MMA, it's, it's possible. Yeah. But um, I think uh, assuming Keones, Assuming what we said is true, Kinonis can defend takedowns to an extent. He'll have some advantage on the feet. He's a more technical striker. I just see it hard for this fight to to produce that many fantasy points. So I'll, I'll probably be off it. Yeah, yep, definitely. And you're usually right on those mid-range guys too. <laughs> I may be forced into all these guys if I make <laughs> uh, mid-range focused tournament lineups, but the overall portfolio of my lineups probably won't contain a ton of these guys which is yep. rare for the early prelims. It usually does. It is. And it seems like you always seem to fall on these guys too, because you, right. you have to. Let's uh, move on to the Fox Sports 2 prelims, uh, where we see the first bout, where we see uh, Devin Powell versus uh, Daryl Horsher. Horsher's the favorite. Uh, can be had for 9,200 on DraftKings, uh, minus 420 favorite. 
Devin Powell can be had for 7,000 uh, plus 335 underdog. Um, another guy that came off looking for the fight, but um, man, main the main MMA scene. What do we? I mean, it was not. He, he got lucky to be in the UFC. Yeah. Um, then we have Horser, who's come off a pretty bad accident, and um, a minus four hundred or better favorite in somebody who just came off a really bad accident scares me a bit. Um, doesn't scare you at all? Yes, I mean it's hard. I mean he was in a motorcycle accident and he completely tore up both of his knees, um, compound fracture in his arm. I posted the list of injuries in premium if you want to look at it but uh it's pretty gnarly uh and he's his only fight he was crushed by Khabib Nurmagomedov yet he's a minus 420 favorite or, or whatever it is and I think that's simply a, a fade on Devin Powell um which I agree with I, I don't think Powell's very good I didn't see it on tape before his debut fight I don't see it now um he really you know he's he can throw some kicks and he can maybe land a head kick or he can maybe catch like a, a guillotine on the ground. But, but that's pretty much it. The, you know, there, it's hard for Powell to put his stamp on the fight anywhere. And Horcher is aggressive, pretty good striker, pretty athletic. That really should be all it takes to beat Powell. The question is, is he going to finish and is he going to pay off the price? Um, I'm willing to take some chances on him in tournaments. You know, he, he is the biggest favorite on the card, uh, inside distance prop, uh, plus 189. So that tells you, you know, Powell is tough, probably unlikely that he finishes, but it's going to be a high paced fight. And I think Horcher is a fairly safe play at the least. Um, maybe he doesn't have the most upside on the card, but I, I think he's fairly safe and I really have no interest in, in Powell. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I happen to agree 100%. It's more of a fade on Powell than it is saying that Horsher is a killer, you know. Um, I just hope that he goes in there, and there are question marks. That's what's concerning, and it's weird because you have two two guys up top to the, uh, this fight card that are the most expensive that are just you don't know what you're going to be able to get. Um, but, yeah, Horsher, I'm on Horsher this one. Again, I think he – I think he can pay off the salary, even in the three-round decision. I think he'll be able to rinse and repeat takedowns, advanced position, because I don't think Powell's good at all at the ground. So uh, I think we both in agreement on this one. Yep. Let's move on to the next fight where we see uh, Carla Esparza versus uh, Marina Moroz. Uh, we have Cookie Monster Esparza, 8,900, uh, 2.70 favorite. Uh, versus Marina Moroz, uh, 7,300 on DraftKings at a plus 230. Um, we have two ladies that, uh, I don't know, they're middle of the pack. I mean, middle of the pack here. We don't really know what we're going to be able to get out of them. Um, don't know. We can have the takedown upside on Esparza, and we have the striking. So there's definitely some good matchmaking on this card. Like we've already seen, we see a lot of strikers versus grapplers. What, uh, what do you have? or take on this one i mean we we do know what we're going to get from them right Asparza's is going to grapple and try to get the takedown and if she can't she's probably going to lose the fight she's not a very good striker uh, not a very confident striker gets hit a lot uh and so she has to rely on the takedown she's a very strong wrestler and she she won the the title just through the wrestling um so if she can land the takedown consistently she's going to win the fight if she can't 
she'll lose the fight. Regardless, I think it'll probably be close. It's hard for me to put any faith in Esparza right now, it's especially in terms of my money. I, I, I was on her against Ronda Marcos, and that did not fare well. She um, won that fight. Yeah, but the <laughs> judges didn't give it to her, so it didn't matter. Um, Morose is good on the ground, a decent submission grappler. She's going to have, a, I think, a big reach advantage here, right? Yeah, she uh, is. She has uh, a... Six inches of height, four inches of reach. I'm scared to play Morose, too, because of that fight against Danielle Taylor where each girl landed like 17 strikes, worst fight I've ever seen in my life. Um, I think Morose is going to try to keep it at distance and, and just pot shot. And um, I think there's a good chance that she can defend the takedown um, enough to steal two out of three rounds and maybe she lands at a high enough volume to to reach the 75 point mark but I think that's probably her upside Esparza her upside is land you know several takedowns get some passes probably not a submission um, but I don't know I, I don't I don't love Esparza in this one I just have a feeling it's going to be like a, a, a split decision again and I'd rather just put my money elsewhere so um, Yes, Esparza should win. She should get some takedowns. She should uh, have a high enough floor, but don't love the upside on her. Um, and I think Morose is a, a fairly decent play for the price, only because she can steal a decision. But um, you're shaking your head no. What, what does that mean? I don't even think Morose is even worth a look with the output. I mean, literally, you're, if, if you say she's going to get a split decision or even a win, say, say you think she's going to get a win at 25 points, right? And she's at distance and she's just going to be throwing strikes. She's literally, the best that she's done is throwing 55 strikes in a UFC fight. Um, her first fight, she threw 12. I don't see any output here from her. And I see a lot of people on her at 7,500. And I, I just I, I'm saying please play her. Please play her because I just think she's been taken down almost, uh, say, three-quarters of her fight she's been taken down at least once. And I just don't think she's good at all at the ground. Um, it's just the question of 8900 is expensive. And, I mean, can Asparza get a rinse and repeat? I don't know because I don't think that Moreau's can even get back up if she's on her back. Yeah. So I don't really like – a lot of people saying Moroz has, you know, she, you're basically banking on a decision at 25 points, right? And yeah. whatever else you're going to get is bonus. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm all over as far as in this matchup. I think that she can pay off. Um, and the submission isn't out of the question either. Yeah, I'd rather drop down in price from Esparza and play someone with a better chance to finish, uh, like a Martin or Stansbury. Like maybe they don't win, but I think that they have better upside than Esparza because, like you said, I don't think Morose is going to be getting back up a ton. Um, I don't know. Morose is so cheap, though. Like she probably won't pay off the price. Even if she wins, she'll probably score like 60 points. So she's probably not a great play, but like if you need a punt play, I, I think. She's okay as a flyer. Um, again, another fight I, I really don't love in yeah. terms of DraftKings, but there's there's honestly not a, a lot I'd love on this card. So you gotta I was you gotta take say. your flag, plant your flag somewhere. We, we've got to uh, get to some fights with some actual fantasy analysis on here. Yeah. It's, we're struggling on these first few. Let's uh, move on to the next fight where we see uh, Vitor Miranda. Uh, 
versus Marvin Vittori. Uh, Vittori can be had for 9,100 favorite, uh, minus 365, versus Miranda's 7,100 uh, plus 305 underdog. Um, what do we think? The Italian guy versus the Brazilian. Um, Lex Luthor is his nickname, and he does look like Lex Luthor. You remember Lex Luthor? Yeah. I'll take the Italian. I uh, I like Vittori. I, I think um, I, I've predicted his fights pretty well so far. I had him against Uda, his debut. He won by submission. Um, I, I was pretty confident Carlos Jr. would beat him in his next fight, and, and that played out to fruition. Um, I think this is a good spot for him. Miranda, um, decent kickboxer, decent power. That's pretty much it. Vittori's 23 uh Miranda's almost 40 I I think Vittori's gonna have the pace the cardio and he should try to wrestle and if he does I think he can win this fight fairly easily I don't think Miranda's very good on the ground um Vittori hung in there with Antonio Carlos Jr. who's a a beast on the ground and, and landed some heavy ground and pound um I see him having more success against Miranda than he did against Carlos Jr. on the ground uh potentially could even finish him on the feet you know, that's Miranda's strength, but uh, I don't have a ton of confidence in him. I, I mean, he's been taken down a lot. He doesn't throw at the highest volume. And, and if you pressure him, um, he's not very strong on the feet. And I think Vittoria is going to pressure him. So uh, I like Vittoria in all formats. I think he has a fairly high floor and the potential to grapple and finish. So um, he's one of, one of my favorite plays on the card. Yeah, it's scary to say that Vittori at 9,100 is the safest or at least has the better floor out of these guys up in this uh, upper class. And um, it's true. He should just um, be able to take it to the ground. Uh, Are you worried about gas tank at all in this fight? Not from Vittori, no. Yeah. Should I be? No, don't think so. Just trying to poke a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I, I mean – <laughs> I haven't seen anything crazy from Vittori that I didn't, it's not like Miranda's going to push the pace here. If Vittori wants a slow fight, he can play it out slow. I think he'll be the one pushing the pace. So if anything, it'll be Miranda who guesses. Yep. Yeah, uh, we're definitely on the same page. I like, uh, I like Vittori for the same exact things. Let's move on to the uh, featured uh, Fox sports two prelim where we see Eric Koch versus Clay Guida. Uh, we all love Clay Guida, just uh, as UFC fans. He's a fun fighter to watch, but uh, he comes into this one as an underdog, uh, 7,600 underdog plus 285 um, versus Koch's 8,600 uh, minus 345 uh, favorite. I mean, I, I, I personally love the Carpenter. He's a veteran, and he just goes in there and has fun. And at the end of the day, that's what we love. This is a horrible fight to break down, honestly. I, people are so confident in, in Coke and, like, I would love to be, but the guy has been knocked out in two of his last four fights, and in one of the other ones he was, like, rocked a ton of times, and he's had, you know, bad concussions and, and effects from that, and he doesn't have a good shin. I mean, he's probably going to get knocked out again. Um, fortunately – Clay Guida is like the best possible opponent you could want if you're uh, someone with a bad chin. You know, Guida hasn't knocked anyone out since like 2008, and he's slowing down 
dramatically, doesn't have a ton of speed, doesn't have a ton of power, uh, pretty much can only wrestle at this point. Um, so really if Guida lands several takedowns and holds Coke down, he's going to win. If he can't, if anything else happens, he'll probably lose outside of a random KO on Coke. But, um, yeah, I like Coke. I mean, Guida's also shown durability issues. I think Coke is better on the feet, uh, decent submission grappler. And, but again, I'm nervous, you know, both these guys have shown durability issues and, and that's really what scares me. I don't know how much I want to invest in Coke, but I do think he gets the job done. Uh, his inside distance props pretty strong at uh, it's 145 when I last checked it. Plus 145. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's 600 just to put it into perspective. We did inside distance 870. What oh, I'm seeing now. Uh, Coke, <laughs> Coke plus 156. So um, I like him. Uh, his, he has good uh, value for the price. I think uh, he's a decent play, but I do have some concern with the chin and I think probably not in this fight, but um, looking ahead in future fights that, that still may come back to haunt him. Yep. No, definitely. I like the uh, grappling advantage here. Um, just point wise, I think he can win it um, that way. And that's what we need, especially um, for what, 8,600. Let's move on to the main card uh, where we have the prodigy BJ Penn versus Dennis Seaver. Um, it's sad to see BJ, you know, just keeps coming into fights. Um we have him as a 7,400 on DraftKings, uh, plus 175. He keeps, he keeps getting a little fan love on the line. And we have Dennis Seaver's 8,800 favorite, uh, minus 210 on the Vegas line. Um, long layoff receiver, BJ Penn's falling apart. What do we have on this one? It's hard to pick BJ Penn. I mean <clears> – <throat> He's well past his prime. He shouldn't be fighting anymore. And Seaver at least has some of himself left. Uh, I think Seaver's better on the feet and a decent enough wrestler grappler to avoid getting submitted. Penn hasn't, you know, knocked out or submitted someone in a long, long time. Um, so it's hard to have any faith in BJ Penn. I still think people will play him. Um, He's a better grappler. Probably, likely. Maybe, maybe, but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know about that for sure. At, at this point, I don't know how strong of a wrestler he is, and um, yeah, it's just I, I really just don't want to invest again much money in this fight altogether. I don't know. I don't think Seaver's gonna gonna finish Penn early. Do you? I mean, I I kind of see it happening if Penn tries to just get sloppy in the beginning. I can see him trying to go for a takedown or something. And Seaver's pretty difficult to uh, take down. Right. Well, that's what I'm, that's what I mean. And Seaver's yeah. inside distance is plus 195. Um, good, not great. So um, I don't know. I think a lot of people will be on this, but it's not like a Takanori Gomi, John Tuck situation. So no. it, it's not a fight that I expect Seaver to just run through Penn. I think it'll be potentially close, but I think you have to favor Seaver and, and you really have to pick him to win. Yep, definitely, and it's sad because, uh, you know, Penn's just a legend. But, yeah, happen to agree, it's Seaver, and I uh, wouldn't be surprised if it's a late stoppage, you know, like third round or something, but he should be able to run away with the decision against Penn in this one. Yeah. Let's so any, any money on Penn at all? Any dart in a tournament? Yeah, I mean, 
I don't think Seaver's a world killer. Uh, and the layoff there, too. We don't know. Like I said, check out the weigh-ins. We both have to look at the weigh-ins. We don't know what Seaver's going to look like. And plus, he looked ripped and shredded before USADA. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, he's – I don't know. Probably fan – I'll have one ten because of, you know, a little nostalgia, but that's about it. On, sure. I think he's beat. Um, let's uh, move on to the next fight where we have uh, Tim Dirty Bird Means versus Alex Dominican Nightmare Garcia. Uh, we have Tim Means as the $9,000 uh, favorite uh, at minus 250, and uh, Garcia, 7,200 underdog, plus 210 on the money line. Are you buying into the Dirty Bird? Yeah, I think this is probably one of the fights you have to target heavily. Uh, means just fights at such a high pace. And it, it's just so funny. His, his, so his first fight with Alex Oliveira, he won, but you know, he lost, or it was a, a no contest, I think, or DQ. I don't remember. And it was um, no contest. Yeah. So no contest. And then, but everyone was like, oh, Tim Means is, is going to kill him again. So everyone went to Tim Means in the second fight versus Oliveira. Oliveira took him down a ton of times, out grappled him. And now he's facing another guy similar to Oliveira who has to get the takedown really to win this fight uh, you know Oliver has a ton of one punch power but means is not the guy to KO like that I think means has a significant advantage on the feet especially after the first round um, elite clinch fighter great knees elbows uh, that's why they you know call him the dirty bird he's going to push the pace and Oliver uh, Garcia is known for gassing out so I think the longer this fight goes the the more of an advantage means will have Oliver uh Garcia either needs to knock him out early, which I don't think will happen, or just land a ton of takedowns and hold him down. But, um, you know, even in, even in the fight, means lost against Oliveira. He got up a lot, scrambled well. I just don't think Garcia is that good. I think this is a great spot for Tim Means. So he, uh, even though he probably won't get many takedowns, um, I think it's just going to be such a high-paced fight. And uh, I think he has a good chance to finish. So he's going to, he's one of my favorite plays and I, I will have some exposure to Garcia just because I can see him landing five takedowns and winning two of the three rounds. Like that's probably how he's going to win. Uh, but definitely heavy, heavier exposure to, to means. Yeah. The over under is one and a half rounds. The over is getting a little bit of action with uh, minus 140. but um, yeah, I happen to agree. Uh, it's, it's basically means fight here. Um, it's it's Garcia's gas tank is really bad. Again, it's one of those fighters that's going to come out, try to try to take your head off. And we know what his strategy is, you know, it's in there to throw down. Um, Dirty Bird's going to have an advantage. He, he has a little bit of a reach advantage, so he's going to be able to keep him at bay if he needs to. He should win striking from a distance and he should win it in uh, the clinch. He's definitely going to have the advantage on the ground. And I agree. He's probably one of the better plays, especially on DraftKings. Uh, don't really know what else to say. It's definitely a target uh, fight to target, though. We always love targeting up-paced battles. And out of all the ones we talked about, this is probably the one right now that uh, leads the pack here. Agreed. Let's uh, move on to an interesting uh, fight where we see Joaquin Christensen versus Dominic Reyes. We have a late replacement. Dominic Reyes is the favorite. Uh, 9,300 minus 370 favorite versus Joaquin Christensen's 6,900, the lowest priced and a plus 310 uh, underdog. It's really interesting. We have a late replacement as on nearly uh, four to one favorite and 
Christensen's getting a little bit of love later on in the week here. Um, at 6,900, uh, do you think he has a little bit of uh, chance here to hopefully not get knocked out in the first? Yeah, I do. And the, the and everyone or a lot of people, a lot of smart people are, are saying, you know, fade, fade Reyes, um, which I get. There's not a lot of tape out on there or out there on him. Most of his fights have been finished in a, a minute or two, most like by head kick knockout. Um, so we haven't seen a ton of, you know, fight minutes from, from Reyes to really know what we're getting, especially against high level competition. Um, but he does have one of the best inside distance props on the entire card. So it's hard for me to go out there and say, just fade him completely because Christensen's not, not good. Um, and it would not shock me if Reyes went out there and just starched him early, but, um, I do think Christensen has a chance, and I think he's a decent play for the price that he's at. He's a decent volume boxer and a uh, you know a, a decent submission grappler. He's just not an athlete. He's not really going to get the takedown, um, and he's not really dangerous anywhere. So I think at best he like competes in this fight, and then maybe like takes advantage of of Reyes on the ground late or something like that. Um, I still think you have to pick Reyes to win, but in terms of price, Reyes is the most expensive on the card. We just haven't seen much from him. So I really don't love him. Um, I wouldn't call him a safe play. And I think Christensen's an okay punt for the price. I, I don't like, again, I don't think he has a ton of upside. I don't expect him to win, but um, he opens up a lot and there's not really much else I'm confident in. So it's like, he might as well just drop all the way down to Christensen. Yeah, it seems it seems like a lot of people are landing on him too, and I I seem to be landing on him because I don't really have much faith in Reyes to just take his head off in the first two rounds, and we don't know. The question marks are what's going to happen past you know round two and three, and I think we know that uh, Joaquin can at least he's got the experience behind him, and I think that the sixty nine hundred opens up a lot of options too. I mean. Right. And I mean, what what helps the most is is you know Christensen may not be great but he's never been knocked out in 19 fights. And as a, a light heavyweight, that says something it's, I mean, he clearly doesn't have a bad chin and that might be all it takes to, you know, last a couple rounds against Reyes. And I think if that happens, he'll, you know, even if he puts up 20 points for the price, that's, that's not going to kill you. Yep, definitely. Uh, I agree. It's, it's obviously Reyes to win probably, but sprinkle a little uh, Kristen's chin in there probably. Yeah, I agree. Let's uh, move on to the next fight where we see Felice Herring versus Justine Kish. We have uh, Herring as a slight favorite. It keeps fluctuating. Uh, 8,300 uh, minus 120 favorite for uh, Herring versus Justine Kish is 7,900. Uh, she keeps fluctuating between even money to minus 110, wherever you look. Um, man, this is a fun fight because I've seen people go every which way on this fight i've got a strong take on it i know i can't wait to hear what you have um i like this fight i i think justin kish is is exciting because she always goes forward one of the most aggressive fighters in this division i wouldn't call her an elite fighter anywhere but she can strike she can grapple a bit she makes a lot of mistakes but especially in this division like having the aggression that she has 
um, makes up for a lot of it. And it's hard to argue she's more technical than Herrig. I, I think, you know, Herrig is a more technical striker and probably a more technical grappler. But um, she, it's hard for Herrig to put her stamp on fights. You know, it was only a few fights ago where she was – out grappled by Paige Van Zant and nearly finished several times. Um, Herrig had a good shot early in that fight. She had uh, PBZ's back, but uh, Van Zant really, you know, dominated the rest of the fight. And I think a lot of that was because she's a pressure fighter. And that's exactly what uh, Kish is going to do here. Not necessarily with the wrestling, but um, on the feet. I don't think it's a great style matchup for Herrig and people will argue and say that the aggression will leave more mistakes for Herrig to capitalize on. But uh, I don't know about that. I, I don't think it's a great matchup for her on the feet, especially. I think there's a chance that Kish leaves openings on the ground, in which case Herrig can outscramble her, maybe get a submission. But um, I think I'm going to favor Kish mostly because of the aggression. We know what we're going to get from her. Uh, you know, Herrig is coming off a great win against a, a highly touted prospect in Alexa Grasso, but Grasso really just sat back and, and uh, you know, played like a counter-striking game almost and let Herrig out-volume her. And Herrig is not going to out-volume Kish here, and I, I, I just see the style matchup being a problem for Herrig. So um, – I like Kish for the price, even though I don't think she's going to finish. I think, you know, she's going to fight at a high pace. If she wins, she's going to score fairly well. Uh, but let's hear what you have to say. It's you stole almost all my thunder on that one. Uh, Kish, definitely, it's the aggression. Um, and we saw uh, Herrig was just, again, it was Paige Van Zandt. Um, but the aggression got to her. And, again, I don't think Kish is – going to be a champion it's not that it's just that the styles make fights and i think that um if uh, harrig takes kish down at any point she just does not settle for anything if you watch any of the footage on her she just she's always trying to get back up she's reversing she's getting points and that's the best thing we need for it um i like her pretty much all formats too what do you think Oh yeah, I think she's fine in all formats because there's not a lot of options. I, I do think it's a close fight. I, if Herrig won, I wouldn't be shocked. I just, I, I think if she wins, it's probably she's probably going to have a lot of success on the ground, and that makes me like her. But I just don't have faith in that. Like I, I can see, uh, I can see Kish like destroying her on the feet for two rounds, and then like landing a takedown, and then just trying to like stand up from mount or something like that and getting her back taken and submitted she doesn't have the best fight iq like something weird will happen like that um for Herrig to win but uh i i do think kish should be favored and therefore i think she's a, a fine play in all formats i know there's a lot of smart people on Herrig too so uh, maybe not someone to completely overlook but price compared to expected uh, potential right. yeah i think you have to go with kish yeah, for sure. And she's got the better inside just by a little teeny tick. Let's um let's move a little on. teeny tick. I like a little it. Teeny tick, huh? You know, it's just a little little, little quarter, okay? Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the next uh, the co main event where we see Tim Bose versus Johnny Hendricks. Uh, big Reg Hendricks, the favorite. 
8,500 minus 220 favorite. Uh, and Bosch is a 7,700 underdog um, plus 110 Vegas line. Um, we have the missed weight move up Hendricks versus a veteran in Bosch. Um, what do we think? An undersized Hendricks can take down a Bosch or no? Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's possible. I mean, I think Hendricks is the better wrestler. Boach pretty much is like a, a, a power puncher at, at this point, um, has dirty durability issues. I, I don't think Boach is going to out wrestle Hendricks. So you have to give the advantage to Hendricks there. I don't think Boach is going to out volume Hendricks on the feet. So you have to give Hendricks the edge there. So it's really like, can Boach knock him out? And I don't think that's a great, I don't think that's a, a super likely outcome. I think there's a chance Hendricks could win by knockout, but more than likely, I think Hendricks will, will land a couple takedowns. Um, it, I don't think it'll be a dominant wrestling performance. And I think Hendricks will have a slight edge on the feet due to his volume, but the size differential, like we mentioned, may be enough of uh, a reason why Hendricks doesn't dominate this fight. So I could still see it being like close in a way, but you know, Hendricks coming off a win over Lombard, Boach certainly isn't a, a better fighter than Lombard at this point. I, I mean, not that both guys kind of faded, but um, Boach really has power, and that's about it in this matchup. So I like Hendricks. I don't think he has a ton of upside, but uh, I think he has a relatively high floor. So, you know, he's he's my preferred play, and I'm I'm really not on Boach at all. Did you just compare Hector Lombard's body to Tim Boach? almost no i don't think i did i say the word body no i'm just trying to visualize it you compared him and then i'm thinking of the greek god and then i'm like no tim bosch no is that what you do whenever i make an uh some analysis point you just compare the the fighters bodies yeah i mean look at hector lombard i mean we all wish we could be hector lombard that's true i i I don't think i could bench as uh yeah much as that guy We've got uh, Tim Bosch at a 58% takedown. Um, so he's going to, he could, and it's interesting because it is undersized. Hendricks is a little bit undersized, but he's going to rely on that. I think that's his path in this one. And the whole thing is, I'm not sure how many times he's going to be able to take him down. If he takes him down, he's going to just be able to smother him. Um, the price for his price at uh, 8,500, it's a good price, but it's, I don't even think I really want many shares of Hendricks I don't know what the upside is it's a fight that I almost find myself fading do you find yourself at all fading it I think Hendricks is worth a look because Boach does have durability issues and it wouldn't shock me if Hendricks put him away somehow but overall yeah I I agree with you it's not Hendricks is not one of my favorite plays on the card from a DraftKings perspective by any means I do think he gets the win though definitely I agree I think he gets the win and how he gets it if it's just smother or if it's some knockout you know ground and pound in the second or third round it could happen but um definitely i, I think uh, hendrix is the preferred play in this one let's move on to a fun fun main event where we see michael chiesa uh versus kevin lee um kevin lee comes in as the slight favorite 8200 versus uh Kiesa's 8,000, um, Lee's the minus 130 favorite, Kiesa's the plus 110 underdog. Brett, who uh, who and your mama are going to be on in this fight? Hey, don't don't ever bring my mom into this, okay? This is just between me and you, man. 
don't make me drop what I'm doing, fly to Boston and, and make you eat your words. Um, no, my mom, obviously. My mom, <laughs> my mom doesn't have good cooking. Uh, I'll make her cook something. Yeah, this fight's getting a lot of hype, obviously, for the press conference where uh, Lee made a mama joke and, and uh, Kiesa tried to take his head off. But uh, it's a really good fight. It's one of the better main cards we've had in a while. It's a close fight. Um, Kiesa, I'll, I'll try to break this down quickly. Kiesa is a really good submission grappler, specifically good at taking the back and getting the choke. Other than that, I, I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's a very good striker, and I don't think he's a very good wrestler. He, he's decent at sucking you into the clinch and dragging you down, but he's not a guy that's going to shoot in, land double legs uh, consistently by any means. On the feet, he's aggressive, but uh, he'll kind of just run at you like this, um, which works when you have the, the back take game that he does, but he's not a very good striker. So I, I think Lee is more athletic. I think Lee's stronger. I think Lee is a more technical striker. I think Lee is a better wrestler, but Lee has these like weird inconsistencies in his game too, where, I mean, he was knocked out by Leonardo Santos, which is horrendous. I mean, it, it it's always going to be in the, in the back of my mind that he can just get KO'd by anyone. And, you know, he, he doesn't dominate fights like I feel he should. So I have to favor Lee. I think Lee's the better fighter. Um, I think Lee is more likely to win rounds, but I can see Kiesa taking the back at some point, getting the finish. So I think this is a good fight to target. Obviously it's the main event. Kiesa, I think if he wins, it's by submission, but that means, you know, he has high upside. Absolutely. Five rounds of, of Kevin Lee striking, maybe landing a couple takedowns. I think he has upside as well. So uh, definitely love this fight on DraftKings. My lean is with Lee, but it's going to be relatively split. It's not going to be like a 90-10 split by any means. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. Kevin Lee is – he did get rocked last time even against Tonaldo too, and then he just relied you know, straight back to the wrestling. And I'm just not sure that uh, he's going to be able to hold anything against Kiesa. I think Kiesa is going to be able to have the advantage in the clinch. He'll be able to – maneuver things and take them down again i'm scared about uh, kiesa's output uh, striking wise but i think just the grappling and the reverses and the potential dances i think that are there at eight thousand, it's probably uh the best on the card from that point of view um do you agree with that just i think he's got great upside yeah i think he can land significant strikes i just don't think he wins the fight most likely unless he gets the submission but he has a really strong inside distance prop. So uh, Kiesa could absolutely win by submission. I think he loses the fight, but I will have exposure to him because he's a one of the few fighters, 8K or below, that really does have 100-point upside. Yeah. What, what do we think? Stacking cash or no? And uh, let's get your thoughts quickly. Yeah, if, if you can. Um, not a fi- I'm not 100% locking this in to stack, but – if it works out, it works out. I do. I do like both, both sides of it and yeah, enjoy the fights guys. It's a good card, I think. Yeah. And we got a little bit of a break until, uh, UFC, uh, fight week. Um, I know you're going and can't wait to see you there. Um, looking forward to, uh, like I, like we said earlier, back to back, uh, Friday and then a Saturday set of, uh, fights on this fight light. We hope that, uh, 
you know, if we don't win, we hope that you guys are winning. And um, yeah, any last thoughts? No, we'll see you in a couple of weeks for a UFC fight night. Awesome. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Old moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send him my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.